Shalom, I'm Rabbi Eric Carlson. Welcome to part two of this Kadima Talk, Consistency and Relevancy. The Jezebel spirit is a plague that every leader must be aware of and stand against. This is incredibly relevant to you and the body of Messiah and to anybody seeking to lead in the greater body. Only true biblical authority will cause Jezebel to flee. Very rarely will someone plagued with Jezebel be released from it and cured unless there's a divine, sovereign, supernatural move of God and his Ruach within them. Only true biblical authority will cause Jezebel to flee. We have an example in Jehu. I'm not going to go through this, but Jehu was an authoritative man of God. He destroyed Jezebel. Few topics are as relevant to the greater body today than Jezebel. We often refer to the Jezebel spirit, which is misleading. The Jezebel affliction is a celestial power that has worldwide influence and power. Jezebel transcends geographical and cultural barriers and borders to collaborate with the evil principalities of an area to negatively affect people, nations, and the entire kingdom of God. Jezebel is a very present principality of the air, a demonic presence operating in a clandestine manner wherever the body through Messiah Yeshua is flourishing. Jezebel was a wife of Ahab, who was the king of Israel from about 871 B.C. to about 852 B.C. She was a daughter of Ethbaal, the king of Sidon. Jezebel worshipped a pagan god called Baal, and she helped to corrupt Israel with Baal idol worship. Jezebel was evil and influential. It was actually this spirit operating through Queen Jezebel, which had caused over 10 million Israelites, all but 7,000 faithful souls, to bow their knee to Baal. Jezebel caused them to forsake the covenant, destroyed the sacred altars, killed the prophets, and worshiped Baal, 1 Kings 19, verses 14 through 18. Jezebel also introduced the worship of the goddess Ashtoreth to Israel. This goddess, represented in Canaanite culture by the moon, was a power-hungry goddess of love, sensuality, and sexuality. Jezebel was raised in this culture where there was sensuality and sexuality were a path to power and influence. This same spiritual affliction is at work today and growing stronger as we come closer to the arrival of the anti-Messiah before Yeshua's return. Every congregation, America is dealing with this sexual spirit of Jezebel. This spirit is a grave concern in a body where God is moving as it is the primary insurgency weapon of the enemy. Let me say that again. Jezebel is the primary insurgency weapon of the enemy. In Ephesians 6, verse 12, it says, For we're not struggling against human beings, but against the rulers, authority, and cosmic powers governing this darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realm. We've heard several prophetic words for this coming fall of the release of this spirit, that there will be the people of God will succumb to sexual sin. They're being tempted. We see already, read the news, they're falling all around us. We've had icons of Christian ministry resign because of sexual sin. This is the work and the spirit of Jezebel, this principality, and it's afflicting the greater body of Messiah. The Jezebel affliction is designed to operate like a computer virus, to shut down the network and kill the host, as well as anyone who does not disconnect from that host. Jezebel's target is primarily congregations and any structured Bible study or group or ministry. No congregation is too big, too healthy, or too pure to be exempt from an attack or infestation of the Jezebel spirit. 
In fact, every congregation will test positive for the virus, and the greater the move of God, the greater the likelihood of an infestation. The difference is whether that spirit will find a willing host and a full-blown Jezebel case emerges or an unsupportive host of strong leadership, true biblical authority that will keep this spirit in check. Jezebel's ultimate goal is to divide and conquer, which means the death of a congregation. As Yeshua taught, a house divided cannot stand. An attack from Jezebel will always be directed at one of two sources. First, it's attacking the prophetic realm. To gain control, the Jezebel spirit will wedge itself between established prophetic authority and the leader, the rabbi or the pastor. A prophetic leader will be discredited through reason, partial facts, or even strong persuasive opinion. The strongest voice is not always the correct one. The person infected with Jezebel will appear to have a great spiritual insight and a facade of spirituality to authority in the congregation. The Welsh revival over 100 years ago of Evan Roberts shifted and changed the entire world. It ended when he married a Jezebel. As Jezebel did to King Ahab, she put these edicts and signed the king's name to it. Evans Roberts married a Jezebel who wrote books and edicts in his name that she did. It killed the move of God. Number two, the authority. Authority is always attacked through initial innocent fellowship friendships. By appearing religious, Jezebel gains confidence through a facade of genuineness while they are actually bringing corruption, disregard, disdain, division, sexual immorality, and confusion. These two traits are appealing to weaker, less mature, even new believers within the body because they're not grounded in the word. Those operating under Jezebel's influence have a false facade of great, weighty, and significant spiritual insight concerning issues within the body, but they don't bring it to the rabbi or the pastor. They don't share it with authority first, which is according to Scripture. Study the prophets. When a word from the Lord came forth, they didn't share it among the people causing division. They went straight to the king. They went straight to the high priest. By sharing with others, vice leaders, they're building their own power base and following in order to cause a divide against leadership. And I want to pause right here. Jezebel infections or afflictions aren't limited to just females. We're going to get to that in a few minutes. Male and females can be afflicted and infested with this. They do this to talking to others instead of coming to authority when these situations arise. This is rebellion. It's the sin of witchcraft. The spirit of Jezebel will be the first to point out problems within the body. Again, never sharing them with the rabbi or the pastor. Rather, they speak of these things to other congregates, once again building their power base and following. Often they have the latest popular book, DVD or CD, and will often quote from it, but will twist the words and teaching to conform to their own doctrine and motives. They refuse to have accountability and will set their own doctrine and theology contrary to or even without the rabbi or the pastor or leader's knowledge. We have a prophetic warning about Jezebel in Yeshua's rebuke to the Messianic congregation in Thyatira. In Revelation 2.20, Yeshua said, I have this against you. And remember, this is eschatology. This is prophetic. This speaks across the threads and fabric of time to you and I today, those who are seeking to increase their leadership. This is a grave warning. Yeshua said, I have this against you. You continue to tolerate Iao in the Greek, which means to allow, to permit, to allow one to do as they wish, not to restrain. 
This reveals inconsistent leadership. Consistency in leaders will not tolerate this behavior. This is why this is so connected to consistency and relevancy. The message here isn't being maintained because they're allowing this spirit to do whatever it wants, not to restrain. This reveals inconsistent leadership. Yeshua said, I have this against you. You continue to tolerate Iao, that Jezebel woman, the one who claims to be a prophet, but is teaching and deceiving my servants to commit sexual sin. Sexual sin? Porn you owe. Porn. To give oneself to unlawful sexual intercourse, to commit fornication, uh, to be given to idolatry, to worship idols, to permit oneself to be drawn away by another into idolatry. Sexual sin. This is unleashed in a most profound manner. It's a plague attacking the greater body of Messiah today. Every failure in ministry, almost everyone is a sexual sin. I cannot sound these warning bells strong enough. This is a clarion cry to the body of Messiah. We are under a full stage infestation of Jezebel in the body of Messiah as revealed in porno. And listen, Three out of six pastors, according to statistics, have dabbled in pornography in the last month. These are the leaders in the body. We have an onslaught of impurity, sexual sin. And Yeshua said to us today, I'm holding this against you. You tolerate, you allow to operate unrestrained that Jezebel woman who says she's a prophet but is teaching and deceiving my servants to commit sexual sin. Every person in ministry who commits and performs a same-sex marriage is infected with Jezebel. Every person in the body of Messiah, every leader who says that abortion and the Bible are not inconsistent, that person is infected with Jezebel. This is right from the word of God, Mishbochah. I have this against you. Leaders are tolerating Jezebel, committing sexual sin and eat food that has been sacrificed to idols. To repeat Jezebel, Praise on new believers, the young, those who are struggling, acting as a mentor, mixing truths with these partial truths that allure, telling itching ears what they want to hear. They are the enemy within the camp. Jezebel affliction brings distraction, division, defilement, divisiveness, defeat, destruction, and death to congregations and the people of God. It seeks to undermine leadership, to bring discredit or mischief, causing compromise to the congregation and its leadership, making it ineffective and unable to combat the true enemy. And it's all based upon deception. The Jezebel affliction has effectively destroyed revivals, congregations, marriages, business, lives, all because the deceiver interrupted the communication God wanted to give the congregation or the individual or the leader bringing about instead deception and confusion as to what God's information really meant or debased the giver of communication. As you recall, when Jehu rolled into town, Jezebel put on her makeup, flapped her eyes, and did a, if you will, coming on to Jehu and asked if he was coming in peace or war. This is what that spirit does. It's lust. It's sexual sin. The spirit of Jezebel has numerous characteristics. And I, I want to reveal that these characteristics were taken from the book Unmasking Jezebel by John Paul Jackson. You may want to get this book and check it out. These are the numerous characteristics. Jezebel is outspoken and rebellious, which is the spirit of witchcraft. Jezebel manipulates others, defiling free will, which even God does not do. 
Jezebel will use the power and influence of others to accomplish her goals and control her environment. Jezebel wrote letters in Ahab's name and sealed them with his seal and sent them to the elders and the nobles of the city. This is typical of Jezebel, sometimes remaining concealed in the background while manipulating situations and leaders. Jezebel believes it to be prophetic. Remember Moses' sister? Does God only speak to Moses? Jezebel has a negative spirit of criticism, commonly points out faults or perceived faults of spiritual authority in a critical manner, speaking poorly of spiritual authority. This is an attempt to undermine the leader of the authority through half-truths, outright lies, and character assassination. Jezebel seeks to establish relationship with influential people. I'm always cautious when someone is new in the congregation and within weeks starts seeking out the leadership and the ministry team leaders in a congregation. That always gets my awareness up. Jezebel will publicly humiliate her husband with her tongue and thereafter control him through the fear of public embarrassment. This is also done when it's losing control. It will do things to embarrass the male counterpart. Jezebel often leads Bible studies or prayer meetings in her home away from and separate from the congregation. I am not a fan of off-site Bible studies or groups. In 20 years of experience of leading a congregation in America, this doesn't tend to end well. I've had several infections of Jezebel that started in an off-site Bible study. Jezebel commonly attacks and speaks out, gossips, slanders the rabbi or the pastor's wife in an attempt to gain access to that rabbi or pastor. Jezebel is legalistic, often sets rules that are all about people submitting to its preferences, will attempt to alter or change the rules of group meetings or even services. Jezebel does things in secret and is very prideful while angry and bitter about previous perceived wrongs that may be happening again at this congregation. Jezebel does not see that they are manifesting the Jezebel spirit outside of a strong move of God in their life. This is like pride. Everyone knows you have pride but you. They don't think they're manifesting the Jezebel spirit and outside of a supernatural move of God in their life, it will not stop. Jezebel, this is key, Jezebel cannot remain in a healthy congregation and will jump from congregation to congregation when unable to gain authority or control. This is always why we ask the background of new congregates. When I see someone who's been a member of 10 congregations in the last 12 years, that again always gets my warning flares up. My radar starts pinging. Why is this? Why is this jumping congregation to congregation? Something's not right here. There's no loyalty or commitment. There's no consistency in what they're doing. In the end, the spirit of Jezebel confronts, challenges, intimidates, manipulates, and dominates, leading people astray from legitimate spiritual authority and the truth of God's word and movement, causing congregations to split, moves of God to cease, and bring divisiveness to the body, the family, or even in your relationship. The Jezebel spirit operates through women who, because of past hurts, insecurity, jealousy, or vanity, desire to dominate others and influence women who have faced the same, but it's not exclusive to women, as I mentioned earlier. Many a good leader has been destroyed by the Jezebel spirit. Many a good congregation has been torn apart by the spirit of Jezebel. There are two very important facts to take note of. Jezebel requires a partner, and Ahab, who relinquishes his leadership and authority or role to empower the Jezebel, so therefore, he's as guilty as a Jezebel. The Jezebel spirit is not gender specific. It can infest in a man. It's not limited to women only. Here are some symptoms of that spirit operating in a man. It's naive and relating to women in an emotional or non-sexual format. It's this lack of discernment that allows Jezebel to gain her major inroad. Next, some form of sexual addiction, pornography, perversions, fantasies. 
Next, the Jezebel spirit in a man easily yields leadership role to a nurturing female figure, wife, mother, or girlfriend. The Jezebel spirit in a man makes decisions, defers to Jezebel that will please his Jezebelian stand-in. And a Jezebel spirit in a man mistakes emotional pity for genuine love. Why else would one fall in love with a Jezebel-controlled personality seeking to destroy and hinder God's work of discipleship in him? As the body of Messiah moves deeper into revival now, the enemy will employ, and in some cases already has, this tactic, this Jezebel, to destroy what God is doing. Baal and Jezebel were destroyed in Israel through Elijah's bold actions, bringing awareness to all Israel of who Adonai is, which led to Jehu, who finally killed Jezebel. This takes us back to being relevant. Relevant people break through the chaos and anarchy to choose authentic reliance, relationship, and trust in Adonai. Those who are relevant excel and lead in times of crisis. Elijah, relevant in the Jezebel period. Jehu, relevant in the Jezebel period. He's the one who killed Jezebel. Those who are relevant excel and lead in times of crisis. A very relevant Churchill led Great Britain in their darkest hour in World War II. A relevant Abraham Lincoln, who despised slavery, went to war to preserve freedom and end the scourge of slavery in this nation. Awakened people become relevant in their situations and surroundings, shifting and changing history. Awakened people are motivated by a higher trust through an honest and intimate relationship with Adonai, which leads to bold, selfless sacrifice and service to God. Shaul, Paul, we see after his road to Damascus encounter, radically changed the entire Roman Empire. He became the most relevant. And before this, he was a classically trained rabbi at the feet of Gamliel. Remember I said last week that relevance is never found in religion. Paul said, I gave that all up as nonsense to have an intimate relationship with Adonai. When he did this, he became relevant and changed the entire Roman Empire forever. Relevance and awareness awakens each one of us to the reality of something greater, something more profound in our world. We are aware that we're part of a profound supernatural heavenly kingdom, something greater than ourselves. That kingdom becomes relevant in our life. We know that we are children of God, that our destinies are intertwined, and that we need each other for love and support, that we are part of something greater, something beyond ourselves as ambassadors of the Most High God, that he has placed us here for such a time and season as this to see the establishment of Yeshua's reign and kingship here upon this earth. There's a reason why we were born into this darkened world, because we are the light of relevance regarding the kingdom of God, to let those out there know that there's a larger picture and they are, we are a relevant part of it. And when this happens, we begin to have a voice in greater society that people listen to. Relevance builds leaders. There are godly biblical answers to the difficult questions we face today. The word of God is relevant today, and it's on target. It's on point. Here's a profound key to this. So many have lost in the greater body. I've recently heard too many reports of believers are evolving, and the Word is evolving with them. The Word of God is absolute truth. It doesn't evolve to conform to popular culture. We, the body of Messiah, do not need to agree with culture to be relevant. We're to be in the world, not of it. We stay relevant by walking, speaking, and living kingdom truth and power in the Ruach. We stay relevant by offering the hope and the love of Adonai into every situation, every scenario, every crisis, every riot, every pandemic. Listen, Mishpocha, listen, COVID-19 is not the first pandemic. 
all of human history. We've had one out, we've had cholera outbreaks, we've had bubonic plagues, we've got times and periods of this throughout our history. But people of God who stood up in times of darkness became relevant and led the world back to truth in Yeshua Messiah and Adonai. We stay relevant not by conforming, but by transforming. Romans 12, verse 2, it says, In other words, do not let yourselves be conformed to the standards of the Olam Hase of this world, this current age. Instead, keep letting yourselves be transformed by the renewing. And a kinesos, which is renewing or renovation, the complete change to make new, refreshed, to be changed into a new kind of life as opposed to the former corrupt state. Letting yourselves be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you will know what God wants and will agree that what he wants is good and satisfying and able to succeed. Staying relevant means we're influencers, agents of change and transformation in our society, in our community, in our nation, in Israel, and the world. When the mind is renewed, changed, and refreshed, changed into a new life, free from the former corrupt state, one knows God will give revelation and you will become relevant because you are transforming yourself to his image, to his kingdom. Relevance is having a significant and demonstrable bearing on the matter at hand, practical and social applicability. The opposite of relevance is obsolete, no longer serving a purpose. This assault has become useless, as Yeshua said, and is thrown out. We're called, we're commanded to be Adonai's voice here on the earth, not obsolete, to serve him and fulfill his purposes. We've been given the responsibility of calling sinners to teshuva, to repentance. We're coming into the fall feast days to proclaim the good news of forgiveness of sins through the death and the sacrificial blood of Yeshua and his resurrection. We're to carry out our assigned task and purpose by proclaiming his word and power, truth, and spirit, bringing awareness of the life and redemption Yeshua gave us. Anytime the body of Messiah deviates from this assignment in the least amount, any distortion of the message, any straying from the mission, any straying from the word and the truth, we cease to be relevant. We are not relevant when we join forces with political correctness, moral revolution, when the body of Messiah condones sexual immorality, lawlessness, and conforms to the world vice transforming it. We're not relevant when we're skeptical or void of the deutimous power of the word that transforms individuals. Kingdom covenant transformation only comes by being reborn from above, not by emotions, feelings, or being people pleasers. I pray for you to be consistent in all you do, that you're unwaverable, that you are a strong tower, that they see you as a lighthouse, that your truth, the wholeness and the purity of the kingdom of God in you is consistent from day to day to day, that you will have a reputation of being a godly person. And in this, you will be relevant in a darkened and dying world and bring the light and joy of the kingdom into this current darkened world. Mishpacha, may the Lord bless you and keep you. Shalom. Shalom.